Hey, hey, welcome to the Weekly Huddle with Shibs, where I bring you weekly Bitcoin adoption news and interviews from experts in the space. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about the Fed rate changing and what that has done to the Bitcoin price. Um, we'll talk about legal tender, both in Central America and the United States, and Strike continues to be on a tear as they increase adoption around the world. So stay tuned and a little bit more after this. All right, y'all, just wanted to first thank you all for watching and listening to these episodes. It's much appreciated. Um, you know, I, I do this to bring in more people into the Bitcoin space, uh, and I really enjoy any type of communication back and forth. So feel free to leave some messages, um, you know, and as always, subscribe and share with a friend that might be curious as to why their money is not going as far as it used to. Um, when it comes to buying Bitcoin, uh, and how to do it and, and best practices and things like that. You know, people get really tied up into it. And in reality, this stuff is not that hard. It's way easier than uh, traditional banking and things like that. Um, so a good place to get started is the weekly, uh, the weekly HODL channel, obviously, and then also Swan Bitcoin. Um, so I'd say there's probably three or four easy steps to owning Bitcoin, right? The first is check out swanbitcoin.com slash weekly hodl. Sign up there. Um, that's where you connect and you buy your Bitcoin. That's step number one. Number two is to either download a wallet on your phone, whether that be the Blue Wallet, Moon Wallet, Zeus. Um, you know, there's tons of different Bitcoin wallets that are all, uh, or most of them are open source. Uh, and you will then generate a Bitcoin wallet. The third step is to write down your 12 or 24 words and know that, that that's your recovery phrase and that you need to keep those things safe. So that goes in your lockbox, uh, in your bank, wherever you need that to go. Uh, and a lot of people put these on what we call seed plates. Uh, these 12 to 24 seed words go onto a metal plate so that it can be fire resistant as well as water resistant in the case of uh, emergencies and things like that. So you've then, that's step number two, you've written down uh, your seed phrase. Number three, you then send the Bitcoin from the exchange to your wallet. Voila, you've got Bitcoin. It no longer has the counterparty risk of sitting on an exchange uh, and you're a Bitcoin holder. Um, so it's that easy. But a great place to start is Swan Bitcoin. Uh, feel free to use uh, Weekly HODL uh, for $10 free of Bitcoin when you sign up. So first things first, the FOMC meeting was on Wednesday and the Fed hiked rates by 25 basis points. This was an expected hike uh, and so we saw Bitcoin continue uh, to rise to um, 2023 highs. Uh, it's been a pretty quick start to 2023 with Bitcoin going up in January nearly 40%. Uh, 
Um, so we'll see how this continues. Again, you know, we like to keep our eyes on the adoption because its value uh, in dollars and other fiat currencies uh, is not necessarily uh, so important, or, or to me at least, I think that this is, um, you know, this is money that is outside uh, of the system, and that's why it's important to me and my family. Um, so these rates now are the highest that they've been since 2007, um, and even though we've got uh, these kind of tight monetary policies, we're still seeing the markets begin to run a little bit because they're seeing an end to this. I think there's an estimated one or two more hikes uh, and then I would expect potentially that we have a pause um, from the Fed or maybe even start to uh, lower rates depending on the impacts on you know the bond market and things like that. So one of the reasons we tell you to get your Bitcoin off of exchanges is because you have no idea what these exchanges are doing with your money. If it's not your keys, it's not your coin. Um, so Simply Bitcoin went to Twitter saying that uh, the courts just basically said that Celsius Network is in fact a Ponzi scheme and that they were using investors' monies to prop up their own token. Um, so when you hear Bitcoiners out here saying, you know, this is a shit coin, that is a shit coin, um, this is the type of things uh, that we see happening. And this is something that was similarly happening to FTX as far as uh, using um, customer funds and deposits to prop up their, uh, you know, FTT token or whatever that might be. Um, so we'll see how this spreads, where it goes. Uh, you know, Crypto.com has supposedly stayed pretty clean, but I know that they have their own token. It'll be interesting to see if anything comes of that. So regarding Bitcoin adoption now, in Central America, the uh, country of Panama officially approved zero capital gains tax on Bitcoin. Um, so this is big. You know, as we know, El Salvador is down there with uh, Bitcoin as legal tender and uh, additional countries that need this type of outlet for their for their people and for their currency are, are beginning to allow um, you know their their people to go into these currencies without the restraints of capital gains tax. Uh, so I think we'll see this will be a big start to people beginning to own and facilitate basically transactions in Bitcoin. So similar to the way El Salvador is doing things. We have an Arizona senator that has now gone out and officially introduced a bill to make Bitcoin legal tender in Arizona. Um, so what's really interesting to me about the United States is we're seeing kind of a ground level up type adoption. Uh, so not so much from, you know, Biden administration and, uh, you know, the federal level coming down and saying like, hey, we're going to make this legal tender. You know, they don't necessarily want to. Uh, uproot or create additional competition for the dollar, even though it's already there. Uh, but we're seeing the state level saying like, hey, Bitcoin is good for the people of our state. Um, it is good for um, bringing jobs in, tax revenue uh, and things like that. And they're saying we want to lead in this technology. And so Arizona, like several other states in the United States, have now proposed that this becomes legal tender. So I don't think that we've actually seen any states uh, approve a bill like this yet, but it's interesting nonetheless that these um, bills keep getting proposed. So we'll monitor it and be sure to bring it to you as soon as something gets approved.
In other news this week, Elon Musk went to Twitter saying that they're beginning to apply for regulatory licenses to introduce payments across platforms, which would potentially include Bitcoin and other crypto. We know that he's uh, mentioned Dogecoin quite a lot um, and that Bitcoin is already kind of enabled through the Lightning Network to tip each other on Twitter. Um, but now he's saying, hey, listen, we want to make this a marketplace and we want uh, potentially the ability for people to uh, buy and sell things uh, using cryptocurrencies. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, obviously, Bitcoin is, you know, the money of the Internet. Uh, so it makes sense that it will be, um, you know, gradually integrated into all these programs. We've seen it integrated into things like um uh, Shopify and other online stores. Uh, uh, Overstock is another one that has been using Bitcoin for years. Um, so I would not be surprised uh, to see them get this regulatory approval uh, and move forward with this. So in big news, um, Strike continues to increase the amount of countries that they have on their Send Globally site as they launch instant cheap remittances for the Philippines using Bitcoin Lightning Network. Um, so Strike is the leading digital payment platform built on Bitcoin's Lightning Network. They've announced the expansion of Send Globally into the Philippines. This will allow for fast, secure, and low-cost money transfers between the U.S. and the Philippines, which is one of the world's largest remittance markets. The Philippines relies on more than $35 billion annually in money sent from abroad, with over $12 billion coming from the U.S. alone. And so right now, you know, as we know, a lot of the stuff that gets sent internationally is done either via wires or, you know, remitted over some of these kind of legacy remittance um, uh, groups. And they have high fees. They're slow. They're very restrictive uh, as far as the amount of um uh, you know, the amount that they look into these transactions, these third parties look into the transactions before they actually send them. Um, and so it's pretty cool to see uh, that they continue to get approval in these different countries to allow for these transactions. And again, this is just moving money over the Lightning Network and value and information. It's not necessarily uh, the sending of, uh, of Bitcoin, which we know that we can already do internationally. This is just using... Bitcoin as the rails uh, to send fiat. Um, so this is this is pretty huge in these countries, and it'll be cool to hear uh, what additional countries they add. As we know that you know they announced in Africa, I think three different countries that they were bringing this uh, ability to at the African Bitcoin Conference. In another awesome development, you know, so so the last piece was remittances uh, across the world. And now uh, on the payment side of things, uh, Jack went to Twitter and said, yo, Lightning is live with Clover. Strike is officially integrated partner of the payments giant Pfizer. And we've launched our public pilot with Clover Commerce uh, point of sale terminals. Clover merchants can now accept cheaper, faster, uh, final U.S. dollars over Lightning. So again, we're seeing U.S. dollars being sent over Bitcoin 
um, and also the use potentially of Bitcoin for payments. And so now we've got a bunch of payment terminals on top of, you know, the NCR and Blackhawk stuff. Um, we're seeing these Clover terminals now able to accept Bitcoin payments. Um, so since he's made this announcement, we've seen a bunch of different um, vendors go online and respond to this and say, hey, we're active, we're accepting. Um, and it's pretty cool to see. Um, and as we also know, you know, Block and the Square terminals uh, for payment systems, they're working on it as well. So at that point, you know, I think, I don't know what percentage of it is, but it's probably over 50% of, of terminals at a minimum across the United States will be able to accept Bitcoin. It's just whether or not their, uh, their vendors begin to actually accept it, um, which is huge for adoption. So guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. It's always a joy to do these uh, recordings. It's fun for me. Um, If you get anything out of it, please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, And also leave a comment below. Tell me what you enjoy about this. Tell me what I can do better. Um, You know, I want to grow the audience uh, and bring more value. So please and thank you and have a great weekend.